Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. <laughs> so, broccoli, huh? I what's, like broccoli. What's with broccoli? Um, it's green. It's it's a weird vegetable, though. How is it weird? Brussels sprouts are weird. Well, broccoli is a flower mm. that hasn't flowered yet. What is a Brussels sprout? It's a mini cabbage, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. They're kind of like a little baby cabbage. I love Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts with bacon. Have to have bacon. <laughs> Everything's better with bacon. Everything is better. Actually, we just eat the bacon and hold bacon the Brussels does. sprouts. Mm. I like Brussels sprouts. Um, I I saw recently a bacon smoothie. Someone <laughs> made a bacon smoothie on a menu. That's a. I don't. I don't think I want to try no. it. Not with milk, bacon and milk. That's a bit odd. I don't do smoothies, end of story. No, they're bad for you. I don't like them. <clears throat> G'day listeners, how are you? Yet again, we're talking about broccoli. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the Tradies in Business podcast. You haven't tuned into What's for Dinner or something like that. Mm. And uh, this is Woz and Coxie coming at you. Talking shit as usual. For another Fuck It Friday episode. It's only Fridays <clears throat> that we dribble. During the week, we're pretty good. I know. And we always do these in the afternoon. So I think I'm always Probably a little bit Probably reflects like, a little. Meh. Let's just talk about broccoli. Yeah, I had to push you to do this one. Is it broccoli or broccoli? Is it's broccoli, broccoli like more than one broccoli? I don't know. Three broccoli? One broccoli? This is too hard. <laughs> I'm going to get some really bad feedback about this episode. What's the plural of fish? Fishes. Is it though? Well, it's it's one of those dual ones. It's like fish or fishes. You can use either. So I have these conversations with my husband on the couch <laughs> just about every night. <laughs> Very deep and meaningful. No, we talk about the origin of words and, and how complex the English language is. And mm. it's no wonder that our children are struggling. Oh, it's madness. Mm. I've noticed it with my daughter learning to read and write. She's uh, seven now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in the first years of school... And just like explaining words to her, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was the other day, but it was a word that meant two different things. It's which is very common in English. Yes, uh, it's funny. You know, we think of English as being the the most sensible, simple language, and it's one of the friggin' worst. <laughs> it sure is. I studied French when I was a younger bloke, and I used to be able to speak French. Okay, that's interesting. I was about to ask if you could speak another language. Um, I could. I could speak very rudimentary French up until the time I was about sixteen, seventeen. You can't anymore. But I've 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 just forgotten the a lot of the words. I can still pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with Italian. When I travelled in uh, Italy a bunch of years ago, people thought I could speak Italian because mm-hmm. just the way I pronounce it. My grandmother grandmother was Italian, and some of my uncles and aunties still spoke it. Um, so I think the pronunciation sort of. Tricked people yes. into thinking that I knew what I was doing. Mm. <laughs> I had no idea. But yeah, I want to go and relearn French. Learning another language is actually apparently really good for um, creative thinking and because and, it accesses different parts of the brain. Mm. So I'd love to go back and probably relearn French because I, I would pick it up very quickly, I think. 
I can't speak another language, but I can understand Dutch. So my grandmother wow. is Dutch. My grandma, my maternal grandparents were Dutch. I say were because they've both passed now. Yep. But um, they didn't speak Dutch much in the home. Occasionally, Dutch much, Dutch much. They didn't speak it much <laughs> in the home. Um, occasionally they would, but we would have family because we were the only relatives for most of my childhood um, outside of Holland. So their relatives would come and it would just be this Dutch fest and I learnt very quickly to tune in to the conversation. You know what? It's more about body language than what they were actually saying. Oh, yeah. But I learn. I can now sit – I've probably lost a bit of practice in the last five years or so, but previous to now I've been able to sit in a conversation and understand exactly what they're saying. I can't converse back. That's weird that you can are – you, are you understanding what they're saying or are you just picking up on the conversation like sometimes I'll watch – you know, if there's a TV in a doctor's waiting room or something and it's mm-hmm. on mute mm. and I'll watch Days of Our Lives episode while I'm <laughs> bored, stupid, waiting for the doctor because he's an hour and a half late. Just bring me some <clears> pins. <throat> I'd rather stick them in my eyes. But but you can just about understand the conversation based on what you're saying, the mm. body language and maybe even the lip movement. I'm not sure, but... Do you think you're doing that or do you actually understand the words? I think it's a combination. So a lot of the words, um, I'm terrible with pronunciation. If you give me an odd word to say, I really struggle to say it. Mm. I usually pass it to the builder and he tells me and I'm good. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. I'm So I'm not, I've, I've always struggled to get my mouth around some trickier words and Dutch is quite a difficult language to pronounce. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of throat stuff going on. So I can't speak it, but a lot of the words, when they say it, you know, maybe one in five, I know the meaning of. It makes sense to you, yeah. Yeah, so therefore, I think it's a combination of what you're saying, where I'm picking up on the body language, the hand movement, the way that they're leaning into one another, and mm. then some of those key words in the conversation. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I used to be able to do that with French, actually, and Italian, mm. the very similar languages, and Spanish, the three of them being Latin-based, obviously. Yes. Um and I did manage to sort of bumble my way through um, a couple of days in Italy like that. Um, but then I just get lost because people get carried away and think they can talk to you like you and I talk yes. English now. super fast. And it's like, and you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> you just said a whole bunch of Italian words and I got no idea what the fuck's going on. Interestingly, in pharmacy, a lot of that still is made up of Latin words. So a lot of what oh, the, the doctor... Oh, profession, yeah. yeah it's, it's all fascinating. very Latin-based. So I learnt quite a bit of that when I was doing pharmacy. As is botany and ornithology. Ooh, What's ornithology? The um, study of birds. Oh, I've never heard that term. Yeah. Um, ornithology. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the study of birds is ornithology. What's the weird word we use for um, bird watchers? Ornith- oh, no. Um, um, ornithologist. No. They have a funny name. It'll come to me later, probably at three o'clock in the morning. Perverts? No. <laughs> Twitches. 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 Have you not heard that word? Have I finally taught you something? You've taught me something, Coxie. I've got to Google it now. Is it Mike useful? Roll. Is it something useful that you've taught me? Uh, yeah, it might come up in a conversation twitcher. one day. Not like a Twitter. No, a Twitcher. A twitter. So, are we actually talking about anything sensible today? No, maybe the language in. thing. We're dribbling. Crap. I like. I like the idea of kids learning a second language. I think it should be compulsory, to be quite frank, and I think they should be learning it. I actually think they all should learn Auslan. Is that the right term? Who's what? Sign language. Is that not oh, called Auslan? 
stuff to find, eh? Oh, two things today. Look out, people. Except, I'm teaching Except I don't know. Things. So you're, you're like speaking could with be authority. Making it up. <laughs> you're just making shit up. Might be fake, but I'm pretty sure it's real. Um, I think every kid should be taught sign language. How much better would we be as a community if we could all communicate in a form we understood? How many deaf people are there in, in our society? I don't know. As a proportion. It's a really good question. Mm. I was super excited, just being about learning languages, I was super excited when my daughter started at Steiner School, so she goes to a Steiner School, mm-hmm. and uh, the one she started at was, um, uh, they taught Italian, and they, they actually had an Italian person come in once a, a fortnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not old enough to be a nonna. Uh, but she would come in and, you know, they learned to speak Italian, say words and all that sort of stuff. And I was so excited because my, my nonna, my grandmother, was Italian and born in Torino, up in the north. And I thought, oh, this is so cool. I'm going to be able to talk Italian with my daughter mm. and all that. And then my ex-wife took her to another state of the country. And um, they don't do languages at that other Steiner school. So it must have just been a local thing. So um, I always thought that Steiner was similar to, I don't know. Christian Brothers schooling in which they had a curriculum that most of the schools followed. Is that not true? I think they, they're very independent. I think they do, but there's a fair bit of autonomy with their pedagogy. Um, Another word I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, which is what means what? Pedagogy is the curriculum. It's, it's, well, why didn't you just use curriculum? (laughs) Why have you got to make me feel like a dickhead? Why did you use the word twitches? Because that's what they're called. (laughs) They're not. They're ornithologists. No, they're the people that study birds, twitches hmm. watch birds for a hobby. I reckon that's a made-up word. It's really not. Uh, I'm going to go Google it. <laughs> Google it now. You've got the computer sitting right in front of you. <laughs> okay, we're going to pause while it goes to Google what a twitcher is. Twitches. Righto, so we've gone and referred to good old Wikipedia. I have a problem with Wikipedia because although encyclopedias were the same, I just felt like there was more authority behind the people who wrote the encyclopedias. There was a bit more rigorous testing of the facts in there, whereas Wikipedia... So this is just you prefacing the fact that you still think it's a made-up <laughs> word even though Wikipedia says it's not. But we do this, right? We go to the internet and we and we type shit in and search it and then take what we read as as the truth... And half the time, it's just shit that's made up by other people that may or may not know what they're talking about anyway. Okay, so twitching to me, the term came to me reading a book many, 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 many years ago when I was a teen because I had no idea what it was and I remember getting to the end of the book and thinking, this is stupid. I've got to ask somebody. And my dad knew what it was. So he's the authority of the world as far as I'm concerned. According to Wikipedia, twitching is a British term used to mean the pursuit of a previously located rare bird. There you are. In North America, it is more often called chasing, though the British usage is starting to catch on. So it's not technically a bird watcher. Like the term for a bird watcher is, wait for it, bird watcher. Or birding. Or birding, yeah. But twitching is like chasing these rare birds and ticking them off. And and that's where I said like peak bagger. And you're like, what's a peak bagger? Yeah, I don't know. Someone who bags peaks. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe a chick bagger. Pick noser. A pick. <laughs> Language. So, I actually had a thought, Coxie, mm-hmm. after more than 10 minutes of dribble on a fuck it Friday, mm-hmm. that language and our discussion around language and twitches and all that stuff is um, 
is very important to a tradie business. Of course. I'm looking forward to seeing how you're going to do this. <laughs> so you mentioned in a previous episode, I suspect it was another fucking Friday, uh, about, um, oh, no, it was when I interviewed you mm-hmm. for our first real tradie wife That was comfortable. Episode. You loved that. I really did. We should do it again. <laughs> I was actually sitting there. I was sitting there going, thank fuck you're not interviewing me. <laughs> Your turn will come. Well, I'm not a tradie, so oh, I'm out. I'm out. Nah, we'll um, find a way. Non-tradie dudes. There you go. We can start a whole <laughs> other series of completely useless information. Yeah, they'll be on the, right on par with the Fuck It Friday. Yeah. Um, but you were talking about how when you first went into the building business, the, you didn't know a bearer from a joist, from a truss frame, mm-hmm. from a cord, whatever, right? <clears throat> and how difficult that actually made it. To be able to communicate with yes. the your staff or the people on site, mm-hmm. and and I think I think I have observed I have observed as a twitcher <laughs> uh, I've observed people in business doing this mm-hmm. a lot business mm-hmm. owners and tradies as well I think it's easy for us to forget that we've developed a system of language in our own business or in our own industry. That other people don't necessarily get, yes. especially our customers. Hello. Hey, see, you're wondering how I was going to draw this bow. <laughs> he got it. So, um, I, I hear tradie business owners complain about this stuff a lot. It's like, oh, you know, I talk about this stuff and, and it's like customers just don't get it. It's like, no, they don't. Because they don't know what the fuck you're on about. It's exactly right. And they don't know what to expect. This is a conversation the builder and I have Almost every single week. Even though the customer is nodding along and smiling and saying, oh, yep, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, because they don't want to appear to be stupid. Of course not. So they're not going to say, um, sorry, I don't know anything that you're talking about because no. their fear then is that, oh, they're going to get taken advantage of by mm. the tradie who smells, yes. oh, they don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going <laughs> to rip them off. <laughs> and so the language is just so specialized, mm. but we forget. We do forget because it's our everyday. It's what we. It's just the way we talk. It is our language. It's like we have a tribe. So if we were to take it back to Indigenous peoples or even my Dutch grandmother in Holland, there's so many different forms of Dutch and mm, all the dialects. Correct. This yeah. family might not understand what somebody's saying up the north of the country, so on and so forth. And the point is the different dialects. So. We have to think about that when we're dealing with our customers. They have a different dialect to us. They have a different language to mm. us. Is that the same with men and women? Yes, it is. We literally speak a different language? We totally do. <laughs> I'm speaking Dutch and you're speaking... French? That'll do. <laughs> uh, and neither of us can speak is, it very well. No, it's so. <laughs> true. Huh? Your language isn't as nice as French. It's a beautiful language. Dutch? No. French? Yes. Yes. The Latin languages are really... They have that almost sing-song they really do. kind of nature to them, mm-hmm. which somehow makes them better. Mm. Mm. Unlike Australian, <sighs> we got an awesome language down here in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it. I travelled to the States and I spent a couple of weeks in the US about 10 years ago. And the Yanks still don't get Aussies at all. No, because we speak a totally different language. And yet, we can listen to Americans. Mm. And you know what I worked out? Because I was speaking to some friends who live in the States. And they said it's because, well, their their observation or opinion on it was, is because most SEPOs haven't been exposed 
to Australian speech. No. Whereas we've been hearing Correct. Yanks talk for 60 years mm. via television and radio and everything else. But Americans seem to be so insular. I mean, there's 250 million people in the country and they rule the world. So why would they give a shit about Australia? Mm. Other than if you're going to go on holidays and ride a kangaroo down the main street, mate. <laughs> Watch out for the drop bears. Yeah. <laughs> well, I reckon oh. they'd be pretty um, enthusiastic about our language if we were threatening to light up a missile in their direction. Yeah. But they, because they haven't been exposed to our culture, they just they they haven't tuned into no. listening to us. You were talking about Dutch, you know. You can listen to that conversation because you'd been too exposed to yes, it. Yes, yes. And I'm going to draw another big long Here bow with this as Look well. Out. Um, but anyway, I travelled to the states, and and I always remember the example of, um, and it was in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which I thought was reasonably multicultural for a US city, but not really. And I so two things happened. I was at the restaurant and I asked for the beef. I ordered the beef. And the waiter literally stood there and looked at me like I was speaking, I don't know, Swahili. And Dutch. It's like, yeah, like Dutch. And he's like, I'm sorry, sir, what, what did you order? And I'm like, <laughs> can I have the beef, please? I'll have the beef. He's like, uh... Sorry, sir. And so I literally pointed to it on the menu, and he's like, "Oh, the beef! You you want the oh, beef? Yeah. The beef? Somehow like that it was dickhead anyway." Um, so that was the one thing, and the other one was laundry. Like, come on, laundry. Mm-hmm. Laundry sounds like laundry, whether you say laundry or laundry. Like you'd think it's the same word, but they just could not hear the word I was saying because it didn't sound like what they are. That's used to hearing, right? So I was calling down for room service. Like, can I get some laundry done, please? And they're like, you get some what? I'm like, laundry. You know, like clothes Wash washing. My clothes. Oh, laundry. That's bizarre. Like, yeah, laundry. And I get that there's differences in language, but it's that lack of exposure, right? Mm. So to loop this back to what we were saying. That's um, a very big bow. You walk on site, you don't know what a joist is mm-hmm. and how to pick it from a bearer. Mm-hmm. And I could say joist, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, "Nope, Mm-mm. no idea what you're saying right now." Mm-mm. And and I I do see business owners do this all the time, and tradies get frustrated with apprentices, and forget that customers don't know what a safete is. Customers don't have a clue. And so you're banging on about how you're gonna, you know do this with the safete or something with the eaves or the skirts or and like you know they're thinking about dressmaking they are (laughs) it took me a long time to get it i thought people were paying out on me (laughs) i'm gonna do the skirts what (laughs) i don't want to know what you're doing on the weekend Uh, i gotta lift up the skirts and slap a coat on them Dear idea. So, yeah, that, that's my little tiny teaching point inside a Fuck It Friday useless episode. A bit is, of drill. Um, think about your language and you might know what you're saying. You might know what a googly is. But unless you're a cricket player, you got no idea. You don't know what a googly is, do you? I have half an idea. It's a bowling thing, isn't it? It's a type of ball that gets bowled. And it's a bit wobbly, so it makes it hard for them to hit. Usually bowled by a spin bowler or Yeah, so that's a bit of Dutch there. I've half an idea I'll run with it. Yeah, yeah. It's how I read a book. But that's the thing, right? You know, it's just we all we there's different languages or different lexicons, um, different dictionaries for different trades, different businesses, different areas of our life and 
I just I think it's too easy to forget that you know talking to your customers, you've got to talk in a language they understand. It's mm. no good getting pissed because they don't get it. Mm. Like ah, oh, ask me these stupid questions. Like that's your job is to you're a translator. You got to translate what you know into what they understand. Oh, that's Boom. a good one. Bam! There you go. <laughs> I Dropping think the knowledge bombs on a Friday. This is uh, one of those areas that. The wives, partners, those without the actual industry experience can be really useful oh, in yeah. communicating those messages to the client because they talk the same language as the client, but they've got a filter on their ear that means they understand what the trade is saying. It's a babelfish. So they can... They, what? It's a babelfish. Right. So <laughs> they can decipher that jargon like babelfish. Haven't you watched Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No, and turn it into real words. Oh, my gosh. You have missed a whole bunch of pop culture, Coxie. <laughs> have I? Hitchhiker's... Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Don't you have to be on drugs to watch that no. show? No, you just have to have grown up in the 80s and read his books. Which I did. Mm-hmm. But I didn't watch it. I, I loved his books. Or read his books. I read them at high school, but I'm showing my age. So, um, actually, I'm not showing my age. I'm just am my age. I definitely don't act my age. Oh, sometimes you do. I think I'm 40-something, going on 26. You don't act 26. <laughs> Come act, on. No, I act 19. <laughs> you don't even act 19. I'm way less mature than that. Um, yeah, Babelfish. You stick it in your ear and it translates for you. Oh, I want one. Hmm. Is it like an actual fish? No, it's a fictitious thing. Clearly. But it, but it comes from that story of, of Babel something. There's also a Mumford and Sons album. Babel. Yes. Not that's Babel. That's what it's all about. Babel. Babel. That's what it's all about. It's that's about the Babel fish. My, is it really? Well, it's about Babel. I think it's a biblical story. Right. Thank which you. Which I should know, but I'm not so big on the religion side of all that. Well, I think you... Yep. Right. Moving well along. We'll go to Wikipedia and sort it out. (laughs) (laughs) So a twitcher is. A twitcher. A twitcher would not need a babelfish. No, because they'd have a babel bird. I think we just lost everybody. Sorry. Um, Watch your language. And that doesn't mean don't say fuck. No, it doesn't. Say, okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. South Park. I think I could. I, I wish I could remember one Dutch phrase to leave you with, but I can't. Hugenbanden. I don't know. I've never heard that word. My <laughs> you are making that up. My one of my cousins um, lives in the Netherlands now. She's married married to clearly a Dutchie. They're very tall, and um, well, certainly my family side had terrible teeth. And I don't mean they had lots of cavities. I just mean they were—they didn't have well-placed teeth. But then I'm talking about, you know, people that went through the war. My grandparents have the most fascinating story. They oh, were all very safe, but they can recall um, invasions. They can recall their building being, you know, their homes being blown to pieces. And That'd be hardcore growing oh, up that, hey? I reckon. Talk about um, inoculating you against... First world problems that we've talked about on previous episodes. Well, interestingly, they came from that and then grew up, obviously, because they were quite young when a lot of that happened. Grew up and immigrated all the way to Australia in a boat. My grandfather came first and my grandmother's family had forbidden them from being married um, because they didn't want her to go and they thought that meant that she wouldn't go. So my grandmother came. It took her six days, I think, to fly here from Holland and landed in Darwin, of all places. Better arms were tied. <laughs> She's oh, exhausted. Boom, boom. 
I only arrived after the six days and they married on the dock that same day because my grandfather was the gentleman and he wouldn't live in sin. And then they went out from there. He worked on farms. So can you imagine coming from somewhere, a European country of any description Mm. and arriving in Darwin of all places (laughs) and then working on farms and she couldn't speak a word of English and she was (laughs) one of the first places she worked was as a cook. On a farm, and you can, you know, Aussies are Aussies. We've always been Aussies. The crap she caught in those first few years, she learnt to swear before she learnt to say anything else. Yeah, I bet. Um, but Cheeky just buggers. remarkable people, as so many of those original um, immigrants. Th- thank you. I really struggled to find the word. I was thinking of immigration. Immigrants were. They were just such hardworking people. Let's not touch that one. No, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Australia's immigration and the current state of play with our new visitors. It is an election. Mm. Anyway. We could get really political. Well, there was an election. I think I think this episode will go out after A few weeks the after. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm <clears throat> terrified. Are you terrified? Um, I don't think it changes much, to be honest. Don't you? Not fundamentally. It doesn't change the system of government. It doesn't change much policy. Um, the the tax legislation will be massaged a little bit perhaps mm-hmm. um, and dicked around with. But the biggest thing that it changes is the community's perception. state of mind and perception around stuff and then that influences their actions, which actually makes it a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. So it's us, the dumbass voters, mm. that go and change how we spend and live and everything all based on on theory and fear. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. I fucking hate our our political system, hey? There's a new fucking Friday. It is so disrepresentative, <laughs> which is not even a word, but it just does not deliver what it should. Anyway. We have a problem with government in Australia. I think we could both proudly stand up and say that to anybody that wants to listen. Yeah, and and it's not about the parties. It's about no. a system of government. It is the system. We took We took the British system and we made it worse. With three extra levels. Just to soak up some more tax dollars. Oh, uh, yeah. So, with that depressing note. <laughs> that was a terrible language end. Mind your language, people. Mm, do. Yeah. Especially t- customers. Like, stop confusing your customers, please. Make it really simple. And you want to educate and inform without making them feel stupid. Yeah. Yeah, don't be condescending. Mm-mm. Don't don't be like Coxie talks to me. Oh, come on. <laughs> Anyway, uh, if you've got something to say, go say it at tradiesinbusiness.com.au. Leave us a voicemail or probably the best place is in a group of sympathetic tradies in business just like you. Who also think we're crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, they don't. At the Tradies in Business group on good old Storkbook. It's absolutely free. You've just got to answer three simple questions and... Um, that's about it. You can go chat to some other tradies in business. And Coxie and I hang out in there as well. And we actually give some sensible answers sometimes. Sometimes. We don't dribble like this in there. Maybe we should. I'm going to go write a dribbly post right now. I dare you to. Okay. Done. Bye. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.